This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. Years ago, I had the very good fortune to go on a trip to Israel with some students from one of the seminaries I attended, and I should confess to you, I, I attended six different seminaries, all looking for a deeper connection, I guess. But at any rate, several highlights stand out for me from that uh, experience and that trip. Now, one, as luck would have it, I got to spend a good deal of time with the wonderful African-American author Tom Skinner. I had read uh, Skinner's books as an undergraduate. I read Black and Free and Words of Revolution. Now, Skinner was a friend of another man on the trip, and as both Tom and I were large men, for comfort's sake, we ended up sitting on the back of the tour bus to enjoy more legroom. And I can remember at one point during our numerous conversations, he asked me if if I had any black friends. Well, sadly, I, I had to tell him no. He said that was one of the problems in America at that time, and I think continues to this day. He said you can be a pretty you can have a pretty successful life as a white man without knowing a black man. But it's almost impossible for a black man in our country to have a successful life without knowing a white man. And he challenged me to reach out of my own comfort zone and to get to know some people of color. He said it could do both of you some good. Well, it was advice I did take, and he was very right. Another memory from that trip was sitting on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. It was a beautiful sunny day, as I remember. People were eating box lunches and the tour guide was yammering away about something, but I was just sitting there enjoying the experience and daydreaming. And I, and I began to think of all the time and money and energy that is a species we have for eons put into erecting temples, creating rituals, and writing sacred texts, all in an effort to connect with the transcendent. Unfathomable hours of time, innumerable amounts of gold and silver, unexplainable ecstatic experiences. Something deep in our wiring reaches outward into the great unknown. Rabbi Abraham Heschel puts it like this. He says, being human involves being sensitive to the sacred. The objects regarded as sacred may differ from country to country, yet sensitivity to the sacred is universal. Amen. Well, by far the most memorable experience I had occurred at the Western Wall, sometimes called the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. Now, this wall is a ruin from the base of the famous temple built, the Temple Mount built by Herod the Great, which was standing during the time of Rabbi Jesus. The actual temple was destroyed by the Romans in the year 66 of the Common Era, and now only this wall from the base remains. And for centuries, devout Jews have come to this wall to pour out prayers, supplications, and laments. It, it stands as a bittersweet memory of a time when it was believed God dwelled among God's people and that God was accessible. Now, for many, that God seems very distant. 
Even so, part of the tradition when visiting the wall is to bring a, a small chit of paper containing a prayer request for yourself or a loved one, and then to cram the chit into one of the many crevices that have emerged on the wall over the erosion of time. The chits and the wall are for remembering. Remembering a time when God was accessible. So visiting the wall was one of the things I really looked forward to on the trip. Now, this was a particularly spiritual dry time in my life. Uh, seminary can do that to you. And I was hoping to kickstart my soul so I, I can remember it was somewhat of a cool evening. Floodlights washed up against the wall, and it could be seen from a good distance away. Now, there were security guards with Uzis surrounded all around the entrance because for many, many years there's just been a lot of violence there. And there were lines of pilgrims all patiently waiting their turn for a space to approach and pray. And like all such sacred sites, there were numerous people asking for donations for themselves or others. And I'm not sure why. Maybe my appearance screamed American, but I seemed to attract more of the donation-seeking folks than the other pilgrims. And to be honest, I found them quite annoying. I, I was just a guy trying to approach the sacred wall and connect with God, the God it represented. I was not in the mood to be hit up for money. So after shooing away several donation-seekers with very little kindness... I leaned into the wall, and I tried to pray. Now, the first part of my prayer, I know, was taken up by asking forgiveness for being so rude on my way to the wall. Not a great way to begin seeking a spiritual connection. Next, I, I dutifully placed my little chits of paper into some appropriate crevices. And then I just quieted down and waited. I, I really don't know what I was waiting for. But I sure got more than I expected. As I was standing there praying, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it felt as if a huge invisible hand extended out from within the wall and reached into my bowels, grabbing my innards. It was overwhelming. In that instant, I had the insight that this was my land. These were my people. This was my God. My mother was Jewish, but I was raised Catholic, and yet in that moment I felt a deep connection to the land and realized that I, too, am a descendant of Abraham. I am another link in that chain of the revelation of God's self to all humanity over the centuries. I started to cry and to shake uncontrollably. Now, some of the donation seekers approached me again, wanting to see if I was okay. I was much kinder to them this time, and I, I walked away in a daze. I was so shaken. I didn't want to go back to the hotel or see any of the other folks I was with on the trip. I didn't want to try to explain what was going on inside me. To be honest, I didn't know what was going on inside of me. So I just stumbled around Old Town Jerusalem, and I remember I ended up on a side street and wandered into some little shop that was still open. The clerk behind the counter could see I was unnerved, and he came up to see if I was doing okay. And through the sobs and tears and snot, I just sort of blurted out what had happened to me at the wall. 
He looked at me in the eye. He gave me a big hug and said, Welcome home, my brother. Then he went through the store and picked out a yarmulke, which is a skull cap, and a tallit, which is a prayer shawl, and he gave them to me as gifts. I'll never forget that night when I was apprehended at the wall. I still have the tallit. It's worn. It's old. But I will never forget that night at the wall. And I wonder if that's some distant cousin to what Job experienced in the podcast I shared with you last week when he had his encounter with the great divine. Some things are just beyond words, but when you experience them, the questions all seem to dissipate. They just don't matter. And I wonder if that's anything like what Job experienced. As always, thanks so much for allowing me to join you for these few moments on your journey through your life today. So as a concluding thought, I'm going to read a quote of one of my favorite quotes by Henry Nouwen, the great spiritual writer that really gives voice to what I'm trying to accomplish in these podcasts. And then I'll, I'll say a brief, brief prayer of blessing for you. So Henry Nouwen writes, Ministry means the ongoing attempt to put one's own search for God with all the moments of pain and joy, despair and hope at the disposal of those who want to join this search but do not know how. And so my prayer for you, my friend, is this week, as you continue on your own search into the great mystery that we call God, that you will find excitement, that you will find comfort, and that you will be prodded on in deeper and unimaginable ways in your growth as a human being. Many blessings on you.